Hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Program podcast. I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to welcome and be joined by Tian Bang, who's our Senior Vice President and General Manager of our Asia Pacific and Japan region and running all the channels for Dell Technologies in that region. Hi, TB, welcome. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. So maybe share for our partners a little bit about the scope of your responsibilities and your role over in APJ. Sure, Cheryl. Well, I lead the channel business here in APJ for Dell. I manage a team of about 500 channel reps across the region. And our goal is very simply to be the technology partner of choice, driving preference for Dell and APJ through all our partner engagements. And if you look at our channel vision for the future, really three things. Number one, we want to deepen our trust with our partners. Number two, we really want to maximize their growth. And then number three, we want to accelerate their change and look to the future and how they maximize and how they transform in the digital age. Well, that's fantastic. And you've been with Dell some time now, so you're rather senior executive. How long have you been with Dell Technologies? Well, Cheryl, this is my 23rd year, so it's quite a number of years at Dell, but it's been a fantastic ride, uh, you know, during these years. That's fantastic. And you're headquartered in Singapore, right? I am headquartered in Singapore, and do have a team that's pretty geographically spread out throughout the region. And prior to COVID, uh, lots of traveling, but as all of us are right now, working out of Singapore right now. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think as many times as I've been in your region, I always admire you and your team with just how diverse the languages are, the dynamics of the different countries and governments, and frankly, how you're able to navigate a consistent global program, leveraging really consistency with your distributors and driving a better improved experience with your partners, even in a diverse geography. Then the pandemic hits <laughs> and you and your colleagues in Asia certainly got hit with that earlier than the rest of the world. Maybe talk a little bit about your learning and how you've had to navigate from the cockpit of Zoom Airlines instead of getting on an airplane and flying around and seeing everyone in person. It's been a big change. As I mentioned, sort of prior to COVID, I was probably on an airplane like every other week, right? Or every week, actually. And one of the biggest change was just learning to manage remotely. But frankly, it wasn't the most difficult change. I think at Dell, we've been pretty blessed, right? To have the best technology. So I think we all made the transition to sort of manage 100% remotely pretty well. And we sort of continued from there in terms of managing our team members from our homes and, you know, working in our respective countries. So what insights would you hear? What are you hearing from your partners? Because I know we've been reflecting on this past year, and I think we just see inspirational examples everywhere of where our partners have really come together and helped our customers. And not all of our customers and partners are Dell, right? They haven't been working in a remote environment for a decade. So what are you hearing from your partners and share a story or an example if you have on how they've risen to the occasion and really shown their resilience in this time? Sure. Uh, I think a couple of uh, teams, right? The first team is really, as expected, there was a huge demand for remote workforce solutions. I think the partners really like our strong offerings there. I think they really appreciate too, our strong supply chain. 
there were lots of supply challenges in industry, but I think we were quite blessed to have a really world-class supply chain and therefore we were quite well positioned against our competitors. Now, I want to share a quick story here. One of our partners in the Philippines, we actually worked with them prior to the COVID and we did a digital transformation in terms of their remote workforce for them as a customer actually. So they actually went through that experience and then when COVID happened, they really took what they learned where they implemented it for their own company and they took what they learned and sort of brought it to their customers, right? And they did really well. During the pandemic, they could not only operate, but they could actually offer remote workforce solutions for their customers. I'll tell you, I know we have so many examples of where people have risen to the occasion and shown just amazing innovations. When you look at our earnings results and the company performance, I know Internally, we've been reflecting and so grateful for all the support of our partners to help us deliver record performance in what all of us would admit is a pretty extraordinary year. And you've really had some very consistent performance in your region, certainly across the client products with work from home, as you just said, our storage solutions, certainly driving our server business. So If you're speaking to your partners, what are the opportunities or areas of focus and priorities in the coming year as we look forward that you'd have them focus on? I think during the challenging environment, we're quite blessed to be in the technology area because I think if you look at companies, right, they're all turning to technology to digitally transform. So huge opportunities for our partners. But if I just speak about four, number one would be the mid-range storage market. That is the fastest growing market around the world and also in APJ. And uh, we have a really great storage platform that we launched recently called PowerStore. And therefore, I would really recommend partners to really double down in the mid-range space and um, especially in you know, PowerStore. That'd be number one. Number two would really be you know, a new campaign in APJ we launched called Power. And uh, Power Up is really a sort of a program where we're going after you know, upselling and cross-selling to customers, right? And we do have a really strong, uh, you know, incentives that we have launched as part of our power-up campaign. So I would really urge our partners to really leverage our power-up campaigns. Number three, third priority would be around remote workforce and you know, hybrid workforce, right? So as we all know, I think that would definitely continue this year, right? The huge uh, demand that we saw last year will continue into this year. And I would really urge our partners to just uh, ensure your certified and you're trained and you're really leveraging our world-class solution in this space. And then finally, number four would be around Project Apex, which is an announcement that we made as a company, you know, recently on how we actually move to as a service. And I think that'll be really exciting. So here in APJ, we're also taking a lot of our current offerings and offering it in the future as a service. So please stay tuned. We'll be making a lot more announcements in this space. Shara, just to summarize again, uh, four priorities. Well, thank you. And like I said, you and your colleagues and partners have been really delivering some amazing results as you've outlined. And I agree with you. I think in some ways our portfolio has never been stronger. Power Store, as you referenced, is really, really one of the best expressions of bringing together our innovations and rationalizing our storage product portfolio, but also really modernizing 
the platform, a software divine for this whole agile world we're living in around multi-cloud. So it's been one of the most successful storage products we've ever launched. So I would agree with you. That's a global phenomenon, by the way, not just in APJ. We really are encouraging our partners. There's a huge growth opportunity in the market, coupled with one of our strongest products that we've ever launched. One thing I thought would be great to get your insights and perspectives on, because in APJ with yourself and Amit and some of your really innovative partners is this advanced idea around digital cities and some of the more advanced and progressive work in the world is going on, frankly, in your region and in Singapore. And I know that Dell, with the leadership of Amit and the support of you and the partners, we've mobilized a effort and an initiative there. Can you share for our partners in the audience a little bit about what digital cities means and how we're thinking about the opportunity? Sure, Cheryl. So Amit is the chairman of the Global Digital Cities uh, you know, initiatives globally. And you know, we set up a team here in Singapore, actually, well, you know, headquartered out of Singapore that actually does a lot of the R&D into the different digital city solutions, right? So we have engineers, R&D engineers based here. We have solution architects, and we have sort of uh, business development folks that are based out of Singapore that sort of cover the globe. And again, we have set up a digital city center over here in Singapore where you can showcase a lot of these different solutions. So for example, some of the smart city verticals would be like urban mobility, it would be like renewable energy. It would be public safety. So these are some of the industry verticals, right? And obviously uh, hospitals and health, that would be a really critical area right now. But these are just some examples of the different verticals that the global digital city solutions are in. Well, I'll tell you, it's just exciting actually to see how relevant and how forward-looking some of these solutions are coming. And it's really all in the context of this phenomenon of edge, right? And edge solutions and where we're bringing the computing capability, the insights, the innovation and digital capability right to where the points are. And edge is a big area where we're working with our partners. And certainly, as you just mentioned, our partners bring a lot of that vertical expertise and industry capability. So do you have any maybe... Even in addition to digital cities, we've got examples with our OEM group and our OEM team and some of our partners that are working and supporting those efforts where they're leveraging even our client solutions or in some cases, modified server solutions that are all at, like you said, security, visual imaging, all kinds of exciting opportunities where it's being leveraged. So what are your thoughts or from an adoption perspective, do you still feel like this is very leading edge? Do you think you're still seeing some solutions starting to be implemented? What's the time horizon you think in your region where this will be more robust? A huge interest from many of the cities here in the region. Frankly, we see the biggest interest from a lot of the emerging countries, Sheriff. Cities like Ho Chi Minh, for example, in Vietnam, we have Dhaka in Bangladesh. So a lot of the emerging cities, frankly, have shown the greatest interest because they frankly have the ability to do a step jump and adopt really leading edge solutions and sort of just you know, up the game in terms of 
how they manage the city. So huge interest that we see from many of the cities, especially the emerging cities. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I think that's really a, an exciting space to continue to watch. One of the comments you made around sustainability and social responsibility, clean energy, recyclable and renewables around the smart cities. We're very active as a company, as you know, with our corporate social responsibility initiatives. We've established our moonshot goals for the company in 2030 around gender and diversity and inclusion and how to ensure we're looking at the sustainability and responsible recycling. And that's a big business for Dell. And I know you're very passionate about it and have partners that are very engaged. Talk a little bit about what your customers and your partners are seeing in the way of importance and priority of a strong social responsibility agenda and what kind of role and obligation and responsibility we play in supporting those. Yeah, definitely huge priority. I think we see that now with many of the partners, right? You know, that we engage with, frankly, Cheryl, like maybe 10 years back, right? I think a lot of our partner engagements, you know, we were, I guess, uh, very, uh, you know, infrequently sort of asked about what we do in this space. But uh, I, I think right now, right, I think a lot of our conversations, a lot of our interactions with partners are around on what we're doing in terms of our social responsibility goals and actions. And as you mentioned, right, I think we are really proud at Dell that we have a really defined social impact goals that we have set up and really exciting too, I think, you know, in this region, working towards achieving these goals. Well, and I know you are just a very personally compassionate and engaged leader. So we thank you for your advocacy and all of your championing of diversity and inclusion and women in leadership, but also just all the sustainability initiatives around ocean plastics and whatever we may be able to do jointly there within your region. And the one thing I would encourage our partners, if they're not aware, we on the partner portal have a dedicated landing page on our corporate social responsibility initiatives and goals. And we've made a series of resources and assets externally available to our partners that they can leverage. And in some ways, it's even in information that they could use in responding to customer RFPs or tenders where customers are very front and center around wanting to have an understanding on their RFPs of what we do that our partners can benefit from and can leverage. So I'd point our partners there and we certainly know that we need all of us to help make a difference and see the change. So we invite and ask our partners to join us in any way that makes sense for their businesses to team with us around these really, really important initiatives. So I appreciate your leadership, TV. Great. Cheryl, can I just mention one particular program Please. Um, you know, on diversity and inclusion. As you know, in the company, we have the Mark Training or Many Advocating Real Change, which is a program that trains everyone to recognize unconscious biases. Actually, with our team here in APJ, with our channel partners, we did a training for some of our partner advisory board members, and we put them through the Mark Training. And I think really great feedback from our partners, um, you know, having gone through this Mark Training and we do have plans now to take this mark training to more of our partners now. 
In fact, a lot of our PAB members that attended it requested for it to do similar type of trainings for their wider organization. So we are working on that. You know, please stay tuned too, and we'll, we'll have more plans to share in you know, this space. Well, that's a fantastic example and led by you and your region, frankly, on really working externally with our partners to share it. But that's a wonderful expression and example of us opening up and extending best practices, trainings, methodologies, resources that we have in Dell to our partners that they can benefit from and leverage. And as you said, continue to share. And it is such an important topic and none of us can do it alone, right? It takes all of us working together to really help realize the opportunity and realize the change we're looking for. So again, I really, really appreciate your engagement and leadership. Looking into the next year, what are you optimistic about? What do you think you're going to see together with our partners in the coming year? Yeah, I think there will be lots of interest. I think we spoke about it earlier, uh, you know, in the edge. So I think that would be a huge area that we'll see a lot of opportunities there. I think the next one really would be around Project Apex or everything as a service. So I think we'll see lots of opportunities and we will definitely look forward to engaging with our partners closely in this space. So I think these two areas, Cheryl, would be sort of the top two ones and you know, obviously storage again. I think we spoke about it earlier with the mid-range storage and power store. So probably these three areas. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, just on the personal dimension, I just think all of our learnings coming through this past year, and I've been describing it as a remarkably reflective year. All of us have had to not just calibrate and adjust to working, but I think it has helped us all reassess and reevaluate our priorities, our values, what we really hold dear, the fact that we can't see our loved ones and our family and I think the personal humanitarian side of all the good work we're doing and all the optimistic opportunities we see, I really think that's going to carry forward in the coming year with us too. I've been describing for as many conference calls and video conference calls we've had, as you said, you're on Zoom camera all day. We used to get a little uncomfortable or find it a little uneasy if a baby cried or a dog barked in the background. Now, we all want to meet the family. We want to know mm -hmm. the dog's name. We want to know the family and the kid's name. And I just think that's going to carry with us too in the coming year. And I yeah. think in some ways, don't sweat the small stuff. Get yeah. back to the humanitarian side while we're all eager and ambitious about all the good productive work we can do. While we're apart, in some ways, it's made us never more connected and brought us closer yeah, together. So, yeah, so true, right? That, you know, although we physically are apart, but frankly, we have grown a lot closer to, you know, with Absolutely. all the virtual meetings. And as you mentioned, right, uh, meeting up with a lot of family members in the video. So I think it's really ironic that while we're not meeting physically, we've actually grown closer with a lot of our team members, right? And, uh, you know, yeah. that's really, that really a wonderful aspect. I think so. And it's helped us really strengthen partnerships and relationships with partners and customers. I've been calling this pandemic the great equalizer because it has all of us, every one of us all around the world in the exact same circumstances. And yeah. when we're all in the same circumstances, there's just a relatability and empathy and we can just push through the change management and help each other, you know, work through it. 
So I'll tell you, I really, really have appreciated all your insights. I'm delighted to finally get you to join our podcast. I know everyone will be thrilled to hear from you. But before I let you go, I have to tell you the one thing I always do that I end on a little bit of a fun note is tell us a fun fact about yourself that would not be on your resume, your colleagues or your team members might not know. What's a fun fact about TB that you can share? Well, fun fact is that I used to be a lot, lot heavier when I was young. So I think right now I'm about 63 kilograms. And I used to be more than 100 actually kilograms, right? And you know, unfortunately, a lot of that weight, Cheryl, was gained during my college years in the U.S. So, um, <laughs> you know, while living in the dormitory and eating sort of the dormitory food, right? Uh, you know, wasn't the healthiest. But sort of, um, you know, fun fact, right, uh, there. But um, definitely sort of uh, since then have sort of, uh, you know, lost the weight by eating healthy and uh, exercising since then. But yeah, I mean, I used to be almost twice, I guess, my well, you would, idea. Yeah, you would never know that. And I would tell you another fun fact for those that don't know, though, you are a fantastic advocate and an inspiration, frankly, and a role model for the rest of the team, even when we would travel. And like at our Canalis events, you help champion and sponsor CrossFit and boot camps, and you're always exercising. So you're actually walking the talk. It's not like you're just advocating for something healthy. So you're an inspiration to us all. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, TB, thanks so much for your leadership, your friendship, and your partnership. And thanks for joining the podcast today. It's been a delight. It's been really great and really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you, TB and our partners. Thanks for joining. I hope you enjoyed the recent edition of the podcast. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a minute to rate or review and subscribe to our podcast. And join us again in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. Until then, Be safe and stay well.